0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: There he is. How's it going, boss man? Enough chit-chat. Is everything in place for
2: version two?
3: Yep. We're keeping everything from version one that made them miserable, adding a bunch of new stuff that they'll hate. If you don't mind. I would begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bear Bear boy. Boy. Four, five, six. VIG! Ah!
4: <laughs> hey guys, I love two eyeballs and Halloween spooks is my jam, but I really want to know if you guys are going to play any David S. Pumpkins. Because, I mean,
3: that's like also the sh. How's it hanging? I'm David Pumpkins and I'm going to scale the hell out of you any question? well the japanese would be proud you waited until the meal was done but at this point hit me with it and let us both get on with our days don't bogart that joint my friend Pass it over
5: to me Here's the thing, I don't know and I don't care Don't bogart
6: that joint, my friend Pass it
5: over to
6: me I'm not surprised, mother...
7: And now. The faces may not look familiar, but the voices? Well, they've been getting us up in the morning for the past three years. This zany radio team, known to most Twin Cityans as Hines and Berglund, have developed a unique style of frolicking on the airwaves. On Bugle, there's the more humorous one, John Hines.
3: <laughs> Our future <teacher> presentation. <laughs> what
2: the hell is that? Guys, we got to get a bugle. Agreed. <laughs> we could we could be on for three years if we had a, a bugle. <laughs> Come on now.
5: Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean show. It's Friday morning. It's the nineteenth of October.
2: Right, right. Name that song. <laughs> That's it. Woman <laughs> by you. Wolfmother. Great song. All right, you guys, I owe everybody an apology. Unbelievable. Oh, what?
0: Halloween is here. I'm so excited. It's scary.
2: Rosa G. Rosa
5: G. Start. Ro-G. King I mean,
0: size candy getting king size candy. King size candy getting king size candy. King size candy, king size candy. King size candy. getting king size candy. On Halloween getting king size candy. So G, check the date Halloween is here, gotta regulate My costume look ill like Dallas Buyers cut Miss Ardine. You'll know I'm on fire, fire Ring the doorbell and be polite If you give me king size, I'll be back all night Cup so many flavors, I can count them. Big, big butter butterfingers, yeah, I'm about him. Haters get so mad, because they can't stop it. It ain't trick or and if you ain't got it, mess around, I'm a body. If I see naked wafers, I throw him in the pot. Whoop, I
2: you. I just, I owe you an apology, because it's the 19th of October. This is the first time yeah. we played Rosie G all season. Come on, what's wrong with me? Early in the
0: night, feel my candy back. That's not a problem, I got another back. I'm busing. Running laps on these fools, hit the house twice, is Rosa so G's rule Get my candy, you don't have a chance. I'll send you to the sea, sponge box, square pants, let truckes on the flake. I'll run them up. Fun size? Has me like yeah, yeah. racing to brush dots and apples. If you give me these, you're just an. Want my sneakers? Reese's, Kit Kat's, and Twix. Put M&Ms, Pop Rocks, and Nerds in the mix. Yeah. Back, homeless eat. You know that sound? Candy Crunch, food. Candy Crunch rather pound. Like crunch, crunch, crunch. Talking crunch, crunch, crunch. Get it? King size candy getting
2: Jensen, you're a. Uh young rapper who at one time had a million dollar record contract young is a questionable go on Rosa g is the greatest rapper alive right? Oh, a goat
8: i sure. mean she's unbelievable yeah she's it's, it's her and kendrick and uh early eminem and jay-z those are my wow, that's tops a, that's the mount rushmore that's rap right yeah. there. pretty good company right yeah there. but she has usually the only one with like the king size bars that's true that's right
2: yeah. god i love Rosa g so <laughs> much i
8: also I, like the people in the background going hey
9: Hey! Yeah. Gotta have a hype man. I Just feel doesn't like
5: seem you're seem like that kind of song.
9: You're the hype man here. Is that right? Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. I'm I'll the flavor flavor
2: of, of the show. I'm flavor flavor of the show. I'm trying to compete now. Yeah. I want to be the hype man. <laughs> I apologize that I did not make yeah. note of the listeners' uh, uh, reminder that we were late into the season with no Rosie G yet. But that's completely on me, and I thank you for bringing it up because we would have gone the whole the whole Halloween uh, month and missed it if if that email hadn't come in. Yeah, so, that's not cool. Thank so. you very much for that. Speaking of Halloween, here's a uh, story to get us going. You remember a couple of years ago when the uh, the clowns were everywhere? Oh, how yeah. Much of, how much of that was uh, real and how much of that was just people who were kind of uh, scared because of the hype? They had seen it on the news and then they started seeing things. Because remember, the police investigated a lot of those around the country, mm-hmm. those clowns in the woods, and they never really found anybody? Right. Yeah. How, much of the, how, how many clowns do you think there were actually out running around versus how many people thought they saw? I don't know. I never heard. You never heard it? Did
5: anything no, I heard the story, but did anything did they ever find Uh -uh. whoever it was? Did whoever it was do
8: any no
5: harm
9: yeah i think there was just one kickoff story that was real that and then the mm-hmm. others just kept popping up and then nothing came of those
8: but i like how you guys think they would find them they wouldn't find these clowns you're right they would disappear back yeah. into the underworld They're or like whatever the ninjas, <laughs> like, did sure. you
5: find
2: any of the supernatural clowns nope then they didn't exist <laughs> what are we even thinking <laughs> well here's the uh, headline from the uh, sun in britain scared silly Killer clowns sparks terror by tapping on doors and peering through windows late at night. Uh-uh. Could I ask why they're called killer clowns? Well, they haven't killed anybody. That's my question. <laughs> yes, and they're really just guys with face paint, so I don't know why they're killer clowns either. A town has been gripped by early Halloween horror after killer clowns started <laughs> knocking on doors and peering in through windows late at night. The prankster dressed in the clown costume is terrifying locals in the Lincolnshire area. Um, police say they are, uh, excuse me, people say they are dreading the clown walking up their path or jumping out on them from the shadows. Laura Bailey, 34, from the town, has a clown phobia. She said, I've been terrified of clowns since I was a little girl, and if it appears on my doorstep, I will probably faint and have a nervous breakdown. Well, that's asking for it, right? (laughs) Yeah. What's wrong with her? Who is he, and why is he doing this? He must get some sort of kick out of it, but it's an evil thing to be doing. Now, I've had a theory for a long time, Jensen, and I've already run it by the other guys. You tell me if there's anything to this or if I'm just uh, making stuff up in my head.
10: Mm-hmm.
2: Kids are taught to be afraid of clowns. Oh, you don't think it's, like, in their DNA? Right. I think You parents... think they see parents do it and then they... Yes. Yeah. The same thing with spiders. I think if a parent said, oh, that spider's so cute. Let's put him outside or let's play with him or let's watch him or something like that, then kids would grow up knowing that spiders aren't scary. The I old, think it's... The old uh, nurture versus nature argument? Exactly. Now... I th- I really do think that people teach their kids that clowns you know, but something to be afraid of. Here's what I'll say about clowns. They're, they
5: are in the media. There's movies and there's TV shows. Oh, it didn't help. Where they're horrible, and right. I think that
8: probably also helps. Well, mm-hmm. I, I would assume that if you're a child who wakes up to a tapping clown with, like, blood flowing out of its mouth, mm-hmm. that doesn't matter what your parents yeah, think. Okay. That's,
9: that's a legit fear right yeah. there. Your
8: parents are like, it's fine, don't worry. Yeah, and then tap, tap, tap. No. It's me, clown face. And <laughs> yeah. then you are like, I'm afraid of clowns forever now. I think
9: I was fine with clowns until poltergeist. Oh, That's a one. And huh? I was done. Clown doll. Yeah. Yeah. I was off clown. Well,
8: Pennywise
2: was never, the Tim Curry Pennywise was never a good help. Yeah. No. Uh, we spoke yesterday about how to charge the girls that brought uh, Grandpa's Ashes, baked in cookies, to school. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. How do you What do you do if you catch this guy? What's the. Has uh, what's, he done anything wrong? Well, I mean, if he's peering in yeah, windows, like a peeping I, Tom oh, I guess situation. you could peeping Tom. It doesn't sound like he's doing it, you know, for pure interest. It sounds like he's doing it to scare people. Right. But that probably doesn't make any difference. But I mean, if he's I think just, you give him a reward. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If he's just walking around, all right. Let's just say, like several people in this article say, he's jumping out at people on the sidewalk. Right at Halloween, uh-huh. can you really arrest or charge someone who's in a costume who jumps out on a sidewalk to scare somebody? Oh, you think it's free game? Well, I'm asking. It's not free game. I mean, I mean I I guess does it I sound
5: illegal to you? It doesn't sound illegal if he's doing it on a sidewalk or on a street, right? Uh-huh. It's not even the looking in the window thing. I mean, right. it seems completely fair to me. So you're saying it is legal to be creepy? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I mean, B wouldn't be on the show if that wasn't the case. <laughs> I mean, if
2: you're, if you're walking down the street and as you go around the corner of a building, a guy jumps out and scares the crap out of you, he's dressed up as a clown, I don't think you have any legal recourse
9: but i feel like you're also putting a time limit on it you're like it's around halloween so it's fine what if he does this in february
5: i think it's le- i think it's not illegal i love okay. it any time of the year
9: <laughs> i knew <you> would. <laughs> it I, would yeah.
10: scare me
8: i would fall to the ground then i would start laughing i think february <laughs> haunts is illegal like any anything yeah. later i mean i do agree a little bit that october free game
9: okay uh uh-huh.
2: has to be the right time yeah mm-hmm. yeah Hmm. All right, well, we need somebody out there to dress up as a clown and just start following Kevin around then. <laughs> <laughs> see, see how many times you can cause him a heart attack. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin show, shall we?
3: Can I get a whoop-whoop? No. no. no.
5: <laughs> uh, Animal stories on the program today? Yeah. King of Mexico has a new Clipper song. I can't wait. Now, he's been doing Clipper songs mm. for... whatever 12 years? 10 years? 12 yeah. years? They're never good.
9: Some a lot better than others because some are are so
5: bad. Some are just bad, and then some are horrible.
9: Yeah,
5: that's fair. Uh, Much
2: like the Clippers. (laughs) It's true. Correct. I mean, really, it kind of matches. His songs and their quality season to season is pretty much the equivalent of the Clippers. So you're looking for mediocre this year. Yes, that's the goal. Okay, makes sense. Yardley Smith will join us in studio. I'm so excited about her new podcast, you guys. Screw the Simpsons. I know she's Lisa Simpson. This podcast is everything It's a true crime one? It's amazing. Uh, Dan Abrams will join us as well. Mm. He's the host of Live PD.
9: Yeah, I got some questions from my friends that are obsessed with it that I can can ask. Mm -hmm.
5: Um, Matt Fowler's going to join us to talk about The Haunting
2: of Hill House. Now this is the uh, the Netflix series that apparently is so scary that people are unable to sleep afterward. People have fainted and vomited, I understand. I thought that was just hype, but there mm-hmm. were
5: a couple things that I saw, oh maybe
10: yeah, really? you can Maybe, see
5: it. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I can see why that's happening. And also, it's Friday, so we're doing uh, Keep It 100 at 9 o'clock. We'll take a
2: break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. You guys, we can finally mention it on the air. It's been the worst-kept secret at K-Rock. The Halloween Ball is happening on October 27th. That's a Saturday coming up at the Fonda Theater with... Incubus. Incubus. That's going to be fun, right? Yeah. We got tickets uh, starting at five PM and all weekend long here on K You can head to KROC.com for another chance to win. Halloween weekend with incubus from the world famous K Rock.
9: Hey Allie. Hey Bean. What's happening? Well, what's happening is the mega millions tonight, you guys. Right.
2: You mean mm-hmm. the mega billions?
9: It might be up to a billion by the time we uh we do the drawing.
5: It's hard to even get your head around how much money yeah. that is. <laughs>
9: yeah, right now it's at 970 million. And then Saturday's Powerball is at $430 million. That's $1.4 billion combined. By the way, if you want to take that lump sum when you win it tonight, mm-hmm. that's $548 million bucks you can just walk away with. Hmm. Not bad.
2: If I win... Uh-huh. We know Kevin's, your policy. Kevin said no yesterday to this request, but I'm going to just put it out there. If I win... Some of my co workers on the Kevin Bean show will get a million dollars from Well, let's, let's go some through of them.
9: person by person, shall we? How about we? that?
2: Well,
8: I mean, is it going to be like a fight to the death to see who gets it? I think no, he's going to pay I attention he, to who yeah. is
10: treating him good and who's <laughs> treating him poorly. So he I'm out. He already knows. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bean?
2: I'm, just, I'm, just saying, uh, I'm just saying there's going to be some million mm-hmm. dollar checks being handed out if I win the mega millions tonight. That's all.
9: Well, we already know uh, that Muggs has said if he wins, he's just going to die because he's going to just blow it right away and just uh-huh. be a mess. So okay. le- if you were planning on giving some to mugs, do you want him to die? No, that so would just would... be
2: a, a death set it's cuz right. it would all go up his nose. So he's, out. He's, he's out. He's out. He's out. Yeah, he okay. would waste it. That's true. What, what about, what about I, don't me? Gonna, I don't believe I'm going to I don't believe I'm going to get into the intricacies of uh, the formula of mm. how how okay. I put it together, but uh some of you will be pleased. I feel right. I feel pretty confident. Do you? Do you? you yeah,
9: kind of. He just said you
2: should not. (laughs) I'm sorry. You have to to put in a few years to get on this list. Ah, shoot.
9: All right. Well, um, let's talk about some odds. Mega Million odds, Mm -hmm. one in 302.6 million. Powerball odds, one in 292 million.
2: But if I buy five tickets, now what? It's
9: one in 20. Your odds. I don't know. Here's the thing. What about combined? What if you buy a Mega Millions ticket and a Powerball ticket? That what has to be astronomical. Your odds? Well, I'll tell you. Um, it's a number followed by 15 zeros. <laughs> it's around one in 88 quadrillion. I
8: don't even know what that is. I don't, I don't either. either.
9: I don't either. I don't but don't you're either. saying
8: there's a chance.
9: I'm telling you, there's <laughs> an absolute chance. It's yes. not a large chance. Hmm. I mean, 1 in 88 quadrillion. That's 88 followed by 15 Can zeros. Can you
2: imagine? No. no. Let me ask you guys this, since we love talking about the lottery. What do you make of the people who go out of their way to drive to a location that has previously sold a winning ticket? Yeah. A waste of time. I think so, too. It's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But people do it. I mean, I saw lines on the news last night. I can't remember where the store was, but they sold one of these big jackpots, and there were people out the door waiting, not just regular people, people who'd come from other places because, oh, this is a lucky place.
8: I've seen signs before outside of stores that have said, like, a home of four winning lottery Hmm. tickets. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: You gotta go to that one. And there's no such thing as a lucky store, by the way. The odds are exactly the same as buying it at a you know at a gas station in Fresno. (laughs)
5: Says a guy who's never won it. Yeah.
2: Well, right. A
5: true hater. Right. (laughs) Come
9: on, Bean. Have a little faith. (laughs)
2: I'm just saying, buy it anywhere.
9: Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying, I really hope you win, Bean. I think you would do great things oh, with this. Oh, this is
5: wow! Real want suck up. You look handsome. Boo. Is that
9: a new a new shirt? Oh, thank you, Ellie.
2: Thanks <laughs> for doing <noticing>. this <I laughs> again.
9: Appreciate you. you. Look very nice as well. Oh, well, thanks, Bean. <laughs> All right, some birthdays for you. Actor, director John Favreau, Evander Holyfield. He's a boxer. John Lithgow. He's an actor, of course. Rebecca Ferguson, do you remember when we had her on? Oh, for, she could uh, not have yeah, been more delightful. Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. Yes. She couldn't have been more lovely. I loved her so very much. Um, another birthday. I always mix these guys' names up. Uh, the creators of South Park. What are their names? Matt and
2: Trey. And now oh, I'm I running for real. This is like when uh, when May and Trat, uh, Trat and May rather, when they. What am I trying to say here, Kevin? Matt and Trey, <laughs> Matt and Trey thank you. Let's this is like and May from now on. That was a moment with me. I was not only embarrassing Jen, so that was our friend Tim Minchin on the phone that I yeah. was embarrassing myself in front of.
8: I only answered it because I didn't think there was a way someone could mess those up. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: I just fell into
8: it.
9: <laughs> I mean, Bean, I understand why you messed that up. It's totally fine. Oh, thank you, uh, Al. You're uh, welcome. Continued
3: lottery <laughs> pickup.
9: <concept>. Uh, uh, <laughs> By the way, it's Trey Parker's birthday. Yeah. And that's what's happening.
3: Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, KROQ. I
2: saw an article yesterday that was so fascinating to me, and I hope you guys enjoy it, too. It's from Slate.com, who do a lot of good work. And they are taking the long view. We all know what songs are popular. We all know songs that come out that last for a while. They got legs. Then a lot of songs come out, and they are quickly forgotten. They consulted with a bunch of experts, critics, musicians, industry professionals to predict what songs from the past 25 years we are still going to be dancing to and singing along with and walking down the aisle with and taking to bachelor parties with in the next 100 years, like a 100 years from now, these songs will still be on people's radars. Mm. You know, there are standards. There are songs like White Christmas that have been around for 80 years, and people will probably sing that forever, right? How do you f- come up with a list of things that are going
5: to be around a 100 years from now? That's, you got to take the difficult. long view. Yeah. I know,
2: but it seems difficult. It does seem difficult, yeah. And that's why this list might be controversial, and I'd be curious to hear what you guys think. Um, uh, Don't Stop Believing, for instance, by Journey was a modest hit at the time that it came out in 1981. It ended up being the biggest digital download of all time. I feel like that's a song that's going to be around forever, right? Yeah, sure. I as, agree. As
8: long as there's drunk white girls.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there will hey, be. And there always will be, <laughs> right. Um, Let It Be. I just don't think that's ever going away. Those are the types of songs mm-hmm. we're talking about. So what do the experts say of songs from recent years will join that pantheon and live forever? Number 10 on their list is going to surprise you.
3: Hey! I'll just make it. What? And this is crazy. But here's my number. So call me, maybe. experts say,
2: Call Me Maybe, which, by the way, is one of the best songs of all time no. ever. Take <laughs> it
5: easy. It, it, it's provo- catchy, but for God's sakes, one of the best songs ever.
2: It yeah. provoked instant nostalgia the moment it was a hit. They Did say, it? yes. They say it will be a tune that is perfectly suited for weddings and, ki- and kiss cam style hijinks at sporting events uh for forever i I'd just like to say this is
5: 100 a bogus list
9: i swear to god if party in the usa is on there because i feel like it might be with this share with it, that one
8: yeah
9: uh, i'm gonna burn it down bean well i swear burn to down god. the list yes
8: i i, I also want to throw out the uh theory that maybe bean wrote this yeah.
2: <laughs> right it's great he yeah. just came up with it i would like to say if Party of the usa is not on this list i'm gonna burn it down oh, all right dear. so it's, it sounds like no one else is on board with carly no Mm-mm. okay Here's number nine on this uh, list of songs we'll be singing in a hundred years. Go
10: to the and
2: the that used to. What are your thoughts on TLC's Waterfalls?
8: I mean, I guess I could see it. Yeah, these are all surprising so far. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're both I fine wouldn't have songs. picked it. I, just, I, I can't believe that in a, a hundred years we would still be jamming to that uh,
2: uh everyone uh, uh everyone has a waterfall and it will be comforting to remind ourselves not to chase said waterfall mm. is uh, is the fall? So that's is a the... ridiculous <laughs> sentence yeah. right to
9: we this. all creep We're to <laughs> nerds... <Was> that nerds from... <laughs>
2: put this together
8: was that from maya angelou
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm going to uh, tip my hand here to the rest of the list and tell you that in the top 10 there is only one rock song Which is very depressing to me. Wow, that sucks. And I suspect this one is mostly because of sporting events. Seven Nation Army, you guys by the White Stripes. What do you think? But not Smells Like Teen Spirit? Not on the list. That's, good. That's a good question, because I, I want to me. put that at number one.
5: Uh, no, I think that one will be around,
8: because so, almost too. all sports fans chant that. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's like the new Gary Glitter without any problematic issues. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, good
2: reference for many of <laughs> uh, And it's also uh, this, a song that every guitar player now learns to play, like they used to learn to play Smoke on the Water. Now they play Seven Nation Army. All right, number seven on the list. I don't think anyone is going to dispute this. This was an instant classic the minute it came out, and it is never, ever, ever stopped being great.
10: I don't want a lot is just
2: I don't, don't you, you feel like that's the biggest Christmas song of our lifetime? Yeah, I it's,
9: instantly it's got happy. I do think so. Yeah. It's a jam.
2: <laughs> yeah, and they'll be playing that one forever. That's a, that's a classic. All right, here's where I uh, take issue with the list, Allie, but you're going to be very excited. Experts think this one's going to last forever.
3: Girl, said hallelujah, Ooh. Girl, set you, hallelujah. Ooh. Girl, set you, hallelujah. Ooh. Cause Uptown Funk don't give it to
11: you. Ooh.
2: I mean, don't as long as they are wedding, wedding, give it to you. wedding, wedding DJs, I guess. Don't believe it, watch. That would made you even <laughs> happier, wow. didn't
9: it? I uh, I think that's that's a keeper. It
5: sounds like they're just going with super catchy songs, and is yeah. that
8: guaranteed they're going to be around in 100 years? Well, that's like the new celebration
2: or, or yeah. YMCA, room. Really. Right, or like, September. Think, yeah, every yeah. bar mitzvah is going to jam that all right. forever. All right. That's exactly what they're thinking, is it's got legs. Now, this one, Jensen, I'm glad you're here because of all the Rap songs in the world. Mm-hmm. I would not have, it's a great song. I'm stunned that this is number five on this. Give list. me juicy. Oh. Yeah.
9: Yeah. And if you don't,
3: don't
9: know me. that it's you know. <laughs> old. Okay. Oh. You said, give me juicy yes. before I hit the button. It has to be juicy. Why juicy? Because it's a Banger! It's just that's like the that when you think of Biggie, Uh you think of Juicy.
8: Ellie stood up and immediately started
9: dancing. Oh, yeah.
10: Her, head- I love her him headphones so much. popped out. Yeah. They did. I-, I
8: will <laughs> say also, if I play you "Juicy" by Notorious B.I.G., mm-hmm. you immediately understand what rap is. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's not. It's like it's sort of uh, an overall symbol of a guy coming up from the streets, from from a tough environment, and then making it big. That's like what almost all of hip hop is. about. So you're good with that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good thesis okay. of the entire genre. all, right. it was all and- a
9: Dream. He used to read Word Up magazine. Right. And that is almost ex- in the limousine.
2: Right. <laughs> That is almost exactly what the experts say, is it's the classic rags to riches story, and it's the the perfect, Christopher Wallace, Notorious B. I. G. one of the most pivotal figures of the late 20th century, uh, turning hardcore rap into that, yeah. you know what I mean, to, into that pop.
5: Can R- I just R- say t- something? If, yeah. If what did the Fox say is not in the top five, I'm out.
8: All yeah. Right. Also, <laughs> if Squirrel Nut Zippers isn't on this, <laughs> then I don't know what
2: K-Rock's all about. <laughs> as long as girlfriends take post-breakup road trips, they will be shout singing this one at number four. That's all you That one's got legs, you guys. Yeah, I guess I can see that. These are all these are all white people favorites.
9: Th- it's like I made this list. <laughs> it <laughs> totally is. All
2: right, we're running out of time here. Keep going. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Number three, bachelorette <laughs> parties. You guys, they're never going to not happen. All the single
10: ladies, all the single ladies. Now put your hands up, up in the cup. Just broke up. I'm doing my own thing.
2: Again, white people strike. Sure. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, you guys agree with that one, single sure, ladies? I agree. Uh, all right. Number two was a surprise to me. What do you guys think? Tell by my attitude that I most definitely from point out that because New York loves to celebrate itself and it's mm-hmm. in the media so much that this is the new New York, New York by Frank Sinatra.
9: I hear that song. I and agree. It instantly yeah. goes to 10. I, I agree. I yeah. love that song.
2: Yeah. yeah. Cause you never stopped hearing New York, New York by Frank Sinatra right. until until maybe now. All right. Any guesses? I know this is asking a lot based on this list, but any guesses as to what the number one song is that is most likely to be around in a hundred years?
5: Gangnam Style.
2: All right. That's mm. a great guess. Jensen? Um, I'll go with uh,
8: Flagpole Sitter by Harvey Danger. (laughs) Another outstanding guest. Allie (laughs) B.K., please.
9: I don't know if it was the last 25 years, but if it was and it's not on the list, something's Mm -hmm. wrong. uh, Living on a Prayer.
2: Living on a Prayer was over 25 years Well,
9: then it should be uh, on another list. uh,
2: I'm sure it is. here's Here's number one, you guys, and I think you'll agree.
3: One, two, three, uh. My baby don't mess around because she loves me so.
2: I mean, long after no one knows what Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture means, people are still going to be singing Hey Ya. Yeah. It's pretty much a perfect song. But the
9: sad thing is it's going to be Panic at the Disco's version. <laughs> They're totally going to erase Outkast and that is wrong.
2: So there you go, guys. We'll all be dead, but in a hundred years, our uh, our ancestors No,
3: that's the other one. Our descendants <laughs> Our descendants are going to love those songs. This is the Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock.
5: And it's time for the Afro Line, 323-520-AFRO, 24 hours a day. You can leave us a message on any topic.
2: I just heard uh, Stryker's voice there. It's been a long time since he's left us uh, some gold. Do we, do we hear from him this week? We do not. Oh, he doesn't love us anymore. We, right? He does. He loves us. He's fine. Okay. okay.
5: He's all good. Uh, we were talking about wrong products. You use the wrong product. Mm-hmm. And people who listen to the podcast, again, thank you very much. But then we get delayed response to that. So this sure. is what that calls about.
0: Hey, Kevin and Dean. This is Megan. Um,
7: I'm listening to the podcast where you used the wrong product. I remember a long time ago, my brother was high trying to brush his teeth. So we went into the medicine cabinet and put on cortisone cream instead of toothpaste. And I watched him do it. And <laughs> I didn't say anything. So he started brushing his teeth, and he said his whole mouth went numb, and he freaked out. It was pretty awesome.
2: I love that she didn't say mm-hmm. anything. Yep. That uh, is the exact same thing that I did that day we were doing that topic. I did the uh, literally the exact same thing. Cortisone cream instead of toothpaste, not a good feel.
4: Hey, this message is uh, specifically for Bean. Um, bean, I know you like to say "frye," but just so you know, the correct pronunciation... Of that word is Fry. Shut the f- up! Go! <laughs> 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 Took, <laughs> Took a good turn, didn't it? Took a good
1: turn. Yes. <laughs> Noted. bean I got another name idea
4: for you. Daddy Frye the Third. Just think about it. People will come for the Daddy. They'll stay for Frye.
2: And then they'll question everything when they figure the third one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's got to go to the top of the leaderboard for my new name now. Dean was talking about changing his name legally. Uh
5: huh. And the listeners and I think all of us came up with D's nuts mm-hmm. and then General D's nuts, mm-hmm. right? So that's what this is called.
3: Hi, this is Tom Hanks, and you're listening to the Kevin and
5: D's
2: Nuts Show on the World Famous K Rock. <laughs> I like it. I haven't just settled on D's nuts, but thank you for the suggestion.
3: D's nuts. It's really popular. Mm-hmm. If Bean changes his name, will his wife change her name too? Will she be Mrs. D's Nuts? Donna D's Nuts? Donna Nuts? Or just Mrs. Nuts? The people need to know.
2: Uh, she is very much again be- against being Mrs. Nuts. Just, I mean, <laughs> But that. wouldn't it be awesome? <laughs> It'd be that. worth you changing your name <laughs> so that she was Mrs. Nuts. I
3: don't think <laughs> she feels the same way. Okay, here's the clincher for Bean's name. Imagine you're at a restaurant, and I
5: go, These nuts, party of two. <laughs> okay. Bean, uh Bean, was it game one when Bean started talking about the uh, Milwaukee Brewers mm-hmm. at length? Sure was. And the hamburger promotion they had mm-hmm. and everything else that we were yelling at him.
4: Shut up, Joe Buck. Shut up, Joe Buck. Shut up, Joe Buck. You really, really
2: suck. Thanks for jean
7: seeing us, Bean.
2: I just pointed so now out it's
7: Joe Buck
5: they- and Bean.
2: I just pointed out they had a promotion that if they won another game, right. they get free hamburgers for the state of Wisconsin. That was interesting to me. Mm. God <coughs> damn it, Bean! The meat jinx.
0: You made us have the meat jinx. The Dodgers lost. God damn it, Bean! Stop it! Stop it now! Stop! Stop! Hi, Allie. I love you. I love you.
2: If I had the kind of power to change events two thousand miles do. away. You, I would, I mean, you, ne- you did. Negatively. They lost that
5: game. <laughs> Only negatively, though.
4: Woo! Dodgers! <laughs> you, Bean! Oh, man. <laughs> A lot of
5: hate right there for that. Yeah.
4: Kevin and Bean inside my ear hole. Kevin and Bean inside my dreams. I'm watching that Allie could see her parents boning when they say they're asleep, but Kevin and Bean. Inside my earhole brain.
9: Halloween, bitches. I thought I'd, I'd go one Afro segment without my parents. <laughs>
5: Don't be ridiculous. Oh. That's the best thing that's happened in a long time. We've had a lot of arguments about candy corn. Everyone, universally,
2: mm-hmm. in the world, it. loves it. Hates it. Yeah. Best Halloween candy there is. Except for me. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kevin, it's me, Candy Corn. If you keep talking smack and saying I taste like plastic, I'll punch you in your face. This is Candy Corn. Out. Peace. Oh, see? Hmm. I support you, sir.
9: Bean is the
5: only
8: one that supports Candy Corn. That's what I know. Hey, I know you see me. I don't know why you keep passing on me. Every Halloween, it's the same story. I don't know why. You suck. Is it because we look like wax? Just give Candy Corn some love. Halloween's a celebration, kids all in the streets. A holiday that's focused on costumes and tasty treats. You think there's no way that October could end tragic, but it's hard for a candy that people consider plastic. I'm candy corn and life isn't great. I'm at the bottom of a list of candies that people hate. But then there's Bean. He's the person I have to thank. Between sips of spoiled chocolate milk and awful fruitcake. He praises all my efforts and I never make him sick. And he's the only man on earth who doesn't think I taste like So when you celebrate and think Halloween is great. Keep in mind that candy corn just can never catch a break.
3: Candy corn. Yellow, orange, white. Candy
8: in a world where a young child is born and can pick any snack but selects candy corn bean passes on tootsie rolls and reese's pieces to pick a seasonal snack that legit tastes like feces it's endearing i'm his first pick because he's a grown man who loves taylor swift so we know his taste is perfect no need <laughs> to fight it put a candy corn in your mouth though you won't like it but that's the life that i live Ugh. Something's gotta give This Halloween it's time To take the holiday back And commit to candy
6: corn Though we always taste like crap crap. Candy corn
2: Yellow, orange, white Can anybody just treat me right? Candy corn Yellow, orange, white I just wanna feel alright
8: Yeah, don't sleep on candy corn anymore we're not effing around. We're the most serious Halloween candy that you can get, despite the fact that we taste like dentures. Right? You have one fan bean, it's
5: candy corn. I'll take it. 323 520 <laughs> AFRO, 24
2: hours a
3: day. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock.
2: Hey, how about some animal stories, you Maybe guys? Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe
3: a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a hey. cat. A A story about a minx or a story about a lynx Animal stories in the news Animal stories to cure your blues Animal stories just for you Let's find out what they're up to
2: I think only one of the animal stories today involves a person getting killed by an animal, Kevin. So I think uh, this is a pretty reasonable batch for Friday,
5: right? I'm just not a fan of animal slash death stories. Let's do one or the other.
2: Okay. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a piece of advice if you're in a uh, shopping mall in the uh, Zhejiang province of uh, eastern China. If they close the walkway above the shark tank, maybe don't push it open and insist on going that way. Because what will happen is you'll fall into the shark tank, and it's not going to be pretty. That's what happened to a woman seen on video, by the way. Uh, They usually keep the shark tank, uh, the the roof of it closed. It has glass enclosure, but it was open because they were feeding the sharks, and that's why the walkway was closed. Mm. But this woman needed to get to Hot Topping. So she pushed the walkway aside and fell into a shark tank in the mall. Mm. She, by the way, was pulled from the water by two security guards and walked away completely fine and uninjured. But that is a trip to the mall she will not soon forget. Hang on, let me
5: scratch off people are dumb story about woman <laughs> falling in shark tank. Okay, back <laughs> yeah. to you.
2: All right, please do that. Here is a, uh, we're also in China for this one. This is a man in Beijing who really didn't think he was going anywhere with his life. He's 31 years Years old. When he dropped out of school at around 15, he decided he didn't know what to do. He just spent most of his time playing video games at internet cafes. Log on, sleep, and repeat. One day, a friend urged him to check out some puppies for sale. What happened next, the man described as magical. He locked eyes with a black and white bundle of fluff. He adopted this dog and he named him Silar after a character on the TV show Heroes. Mm And then he started watching YouTube videos of dog trainers studying their techniques late into the night. He taught Silar how to high five, how to play dead, how to walk like a human, how to jump up and down on tables. And then he started putting videos up on YouTube. And then they got really, really popular. And then he ended up getting millions of views with almost a million followers on social media for his little dog. Wow. It, it was a gold mine. He turned that into opening a dog food and toy store. And selling stuff online and merchandise with Silars, he became so rich that he thought, what can I do for my dog? I've already got a tattoo of his name on my forearm. What can I do for my dog who has made this incredible life for me? So he decided to build him the world's greatest dog house, which cost five hundred thousand dollars. Holy crap! Oh. He transformed the two-acre lot into a paradise for Silar with a spa. A trampoline, an indoor pool, two murals of Silar's face with a party room. This is the dog. Yes. He's living better than all of us. Yes. A $500,000 doghouse. You should check out the video of this, by the way. Silar is is doing pretty well for himself. But isn't it crazy that his whole life got turned around just because he adopted a cute dog?
9: You know when you date a guy or a girl and you make a home... And then maybe you get married, then you break up. Right. Then you mm-hmm. date someone else, and they don't want to live in that same home. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's just too much for the other person. Yeah, right. sure. Dude's never getting another dog. Yeah, Right?
5: True. <laughs> what I was he hoping when, when Bean described the whole thing, I was hoping that the dog fell dead right then. This is the a death would have been one. Awesome. Oh, oh, oh
10: they're
2: the worst. <laughs> Here's your uh, death story A news report says a Rochester, New York man has died of a variation of mad cow disease after eating the brains of a squirrel that he killed. Okay. Well, the 61, I'm fine with this then. The 61-year-old male was diagnosed with the rare brain infection. By the way, I had no idea that mad cow disease was still a thing in the United States. Did you know that there are over 350 cases per year of mad cow disease in the U.S.? I thought it was gone for good. Yeah, I did, I too. I thought that number would be zero. I did, too. Wow. Appar- apparently, it doesn't kill everybody because we'd be hearing a lot more about it. But this guy ate brains. And by the way, apparently, there have been lots of stories. Doctors in Kentucky put out a warning sign about eating squirrel brains a few years ago after 11 people were diagnosed with it. All of them were squirrel brain eaters. Wow. Who eats a squirrel brain? I had no idea that this was a thing. Why would anyone even think? Oh, that's a squirrel? I'm going to eat its brain. What's I happening? Don't, I don't know. I mean, look, I understand if you're a hunter and you would like to catch your own food and maybe you shoot a deer or something. Even if you shoot a squirrel, I would think that you would take the meat off the squirrel and you right. would eat that. Why would you eat the squirrel's brains? And finally, you might have seen this in the news. A young bongo calf. What's that? Apparently is a thing. A bongo calf. Apparently it's a uh, it's a deer like animal that is native to Kenya. There's only about uh, two hundred of them apparently in the wild today. This one was in a zoo in Sacramento. Uh, the bongo calf's name is Taylor Swift, by the way, and she escaped. Oh, is this the death one? No, the death oh. one was the guy with the. Oh, no. sorry. Mm. sorry. She escaped from her pen in the Sacramento Zoo. She's an antelope-type creature, mm-hmm. and they were able to corral her, but, uh, you know, just like that jaguar in New Orleans a few months ago, the zoo closed the park's main gate and told guests they couldn't come in until until Taylor was found, quickly thereafter. Um, staff used baffle boards and tables to gently guide her on a pathway to put her back into her area. Zookeepers found minor cuts on the calf, but she is otherwise uninjured. I mean, I guess there was a blank space where she was supposed to be in her pen is the only thing I can think about, Taylor... Oh,
9: look what you made him do. This is... Oh, come on! Is not the first time the
2: calf has escaped, so I guess they knew she was trouble.
9: <sighs> shake there it were, off, you guys. We're going to be fine.
2: There were fears that the bongo could not be found, that she was never, ever getting back together with her mm-hmm. closure. But the zoo employees, when asked about the security breach, said they would shake it off, Allie. uh uh-huh. and, and there was no bad blood okay. between them and Taylor. Okay,
9: good. What's uh, What's the end game here?
2: <laughs> the end game is that this has been Animal Stories.
3: Animal Stories in the news. Animal Stories to cure your blues. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Hold on, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold yeah.
2: on. Yes, what? The hot take from Kevin was that LeBron yeah. is a really good basketball player.
8: We asked him what he thought of mm-hmm. LeBron as a Lakers fan, and mm-hmm. then he responded with just a straight face. He's just a very good basketball player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? I mean,
9: no. I but... mean, show me the lie, Jensen. Well, it's right?
8: not. Te- it wasn't technically inside the NBA type of commentary.
2: <laughs> but it's correct.
9: I mean, yeah, you know, okay, wrong. right. But it's not a bulletin. I
2: mean, I guess we were looking for a little more insight. Into Agree it. or
5: disagree? I thought that was really good.
10: <laughs>
2: you thought that well, was a hot take? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Uh, it was so funny. I know the expectations need to be tempered because you can't win a championship with a with one player. The C- Cleveland Cavaliers proved us that. But I did see a headline this morning that I thought that was a little harsh. That was said: "Lakers fans, get ready for an 0 and eighty two season <laughs> <laughs> with LeBron." <laughs> you know, By the way, I, I'm not. A, I'm a Clippers fan until
8: I die. But I will defend the Lakers a bit. Uh, going to Portland and playing in the home opener is. Almost impossible. They mm-hmm. the uh, Portland has won that game eighteen years in a row. Uh, you're up against a, a Laker team that has very little uh, basketball players returning, and Portland had all five starters returning. Right. I mean, it was a set up for a loss, but it's more about LeBron getting used to this team of uh, of misfits a bit.
5: Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of uh, sport. The, the team plays one game, and you go, "All right,
8: well, we're done. That's the whole season." No, especially because LeBron is zero and four. Uh, in openers on new teams. Is that right? Yeah. So like who he, knows? Why do you know that? <laughs> I am a basketball guy. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm a that basketball. Is, guy. That nerd. is an interesting stat.
5: What
2: a nerd. <laughs> You're right, Allie. <laughs> well, I, I'm we, a real addition to this <laughs> show. <laughs> we are uh, standing by hoping to get Dan Abrams on the phone from Live PD, but I'm just wondering, since we're talking basketball, if uh, if Dan is not going to be able to join us, should we have David and talk about his new Clippers song?
9: I believe Dave's looking for Dan yeah, Abrams, trying to so track it's him down. This one is or the t- other.
2: This is technically live radio PD oh, yeah, like
5: people are listening true.
8: to us all time wait for the call
5: right I want to ask being how you like this show I don't understand it for one second
2: for the same reason you do because it is minute by minute riveting because but, you never know what is going to happen same with car chases and you hate them it's the exact same thing I do I hate car chases makes no sense I think I learn a lot from Live PD. That's why I like it. Car chases are just a waste of time because they affect virtually no one who's not in the path of that car, and it bumps something else off of TV. I that's watched a, that f- for
5: five hours straight. But oh, that's another too. thing, yeah.
2: is that it bumps actual news that I'm interested in off the TV. But being Look, actual
5: it, news most of the time is nonsense.
2: But lo- what I'm saying about Live PD is I learned something so much about the tough job of being a police officer, like I didn't already have enough respect for them, but the, I mean, literally around every single corner you have no idea what's going to happen and i just i don't i don't know how somebody decides to be a cop i don't know how you watch that show and so yeah i want to be the guy who walks up to the side of that car not knowing what's inside it you know what i mean yes well if dan abrams were on the phone which uh, he, is, he is right we could talk to him all about it of course we're talking about live pd which airs uh, fridays and saturdays on a and e it's in its third season of the show dan we're so happy to talk to you sir how are you
1: thanks it's great to be with you
2: it's a, a genius idea for a show. We have so many questions, uh, not the least of which is, where did this idea even come from? I mean, it's like the red zone for cops.
1: Yeah, so I think that, you know, the production company, uh, Big Fish, are really the ones that, that started this a year before it went on the air. And, you know, they had the job of going to all these departments and saying, hey, you know, uh, this is something I think you guys should, should want to do. And I think it came, the idea came from a combination of the, um, uh, the owner of the production company, Dan Cesario, having seen um, officers either Facebook-living, live-tweeting, whatever it is, certain things that were, that were happening. Um, and also, I think that there was this, this familiarity with the idea of like embedding with the troops right? right yeah. the, the way totally. the news media did back in the day. And um, I think it was a combination of those things that led them to start knocking on doors um, and trying to get departments to, uh, to join in the effort, and they succeeded. How many cities do you cover? Well, every, any night we'll be doing eight, so, um, but it's not always the same eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are in eight places at once. Um, it used to be six. Okay. We've gone up to eight. Um, and then there are other departments that, you know, uh, we have on hold or that are taking a break or whatever the case may be that we then may come back to uh, at a later time.
2: Now, is it actually live, Dan? And the reason I ask that, I mean, I I, I, I have to guess there's some sort of seven-second seven second delay or something so that we don't see somebody get shot live on television.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no, there's definitely a delay. And, and you okay. see that even – on the show, you'll see that we, you know, will beep out, like, personal information, you yeah. know, and a home address, a right. phone number, social security number, et cetera. So there's definitely more sensitivity to that than on a typical, you know, in a typical thing. But we're shooting it a lot, meaning the way I'm shooting it in the studio right. is as if it's happening at that second. Is there a city
5: um, – I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Is there a a city that's um, the worst? And so if nothing's going on anywhere else, you go, well, let's go check that.
1: Well,
2: at least we got Yuma.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, there's not. I mean, you know, when there's nothing, when there's no real activity, um, we also have um, things that had happened earlier. So we are following these departments throughout the week as well. Um, And so we will then play tape pieces from, the, from earlier, and you'll hear me say, you know, we want to show you something that happened earlier in Richland County, South Carolina. Or, oh, smart. You know, okay. So, uh, so you'll see a yeah previous, uh, something that happened uh, earlier.
9: Well, Dan, this, I want to just let you know that you were one of the biggest uh, fights in a household of my cousin back in Boston. Because it was, I believe, game four of Yankees-Red Sox. And she yes. kept changing the channel to your show and i thought uh-huh. maybe her husband was going to divorce her on the spot but she's like come on let's just watch it in,
1: you know what's interesting is that our audience has become very uh, slightly more female than male um, interesting. As is that right? um and so you would think a cop show and, and again it shows you you know the difference in terms of what we're doing than like a, a cops show right which right. is that's going to be a high-octane. It's going to be a guy show, right? Like greatest hits of watch these crazy things that happen. <laughs> um, and and Live PD is like, you know, depending on the night, somewhere between, you know, just over 50 to like, you know, close to 60% uh, women. Somewhere between 50 and 60. Wow. Uh, uh, and
10: and when,
8: when you're talking uh, about viewers, Dan, like the other crazy thing is that some of them are getting involved. Like they're posting on Twitter things they see in the investigation that officers don't.
1: Yes, Yes, and the and the departments see that. Um, like for you know, example, we, someone threw not, like threw drugs out the
8: window. Exactly, and, and the yes, cops didn't see it happened,
1: Wow, totally, it's happened. It's happened a number of times where the cops and even you know we didn't see it sometimes. Look, our our role is not to be there to help the cops. Right, we're there to show what they're doing. Right, we're not playing a role in you know assisting them right so if something happens it's not our job to say but it, it can be the job of the viewers to say hey look at this and <laughs> and our social media following is so intense that you know, you'll see you know tens sometimes you know hundreds of people saying hey you guys missed that Did you see that Did you see that and they'll tweet at the department so awesome. we'll go back and look
2: Dad, I'm trying to put myself in your head as you're corralling this, uh, you know, through the evening. Because you don't obviously ever want to see anybody get hurt, but you also want to make exciting television. So when the cop opens the door to go into somebody's apartment, how do you know what to root for to have happen? I mean, you it's a very <laughs> sweet spot of something that's not bad, but is also awesome for TV, right? Well, I think one
1: of the things, though, that makes Live PD compelling is that whole sort of walking up to the house, meaning you're now in the, uh, in the mind of a police officer, right? right? Which is, I don't know what's going to happen next. Terrifying. Um, and I think from the officer, if you think about it more you know, from the officer's perspective, they're hoping there's nothing violent inside. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and, and we feel the same way. I mean, look, you know, no one is, you know, rooting for bad stuff to happen. But I think that, that that the show is still incredibly compelling just watching officers do what they do each day and the uncertainty, and I think I just heard you guys saying it before I came on, the uncertainty of pulling over a car and not knowing who that person is, yeah. what's going on, what they have in their car, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, and, and I think that that, is part of what makes the show, it it, it unfolds. So there doesn't have to be a high-octane moment for the show to be exciting.
9: Uh, Dan, let me just real quick say I um, have a friend named Brian Foster that watches all the time. So he sent me a bunch of questions, including, are you ever going to do a ride along in the field? Are you ever going to talk about your favorite cliffhanger on the show? But my favorite question that he said was, also, my friends and I totally have a theory that he's super ripped under those shirts. (laughs) Like, I bet he looks the way that Geraldo thinks he looks. (laughs) 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 So any truth to that?
1: Well, look—it's this is a show where Dan, are you ripped you know, you, or not?
9: <laughs> I mean, it's I a know, yes I'm or no.
1: Trying, I'm trying to avoid. I'm trying to avoid answering the question directly. Okay, so, got it. So, so. If <laughs> someone oh, asks you that just question,
5: say, just say yes. Dude,
1: I'm so rich. Yeah, right? You know, yeah, I
2: am so rich. <laughs> okay,
1: oh, there I we go. Just, That's what we were looking like
2: for. <laughs> uh, Fridays and Saturdays at nine on a and he It's the third season of Live PD. By the way, before we say goodbye, Dad, last week when they told the guy, "All right, you and your dog get out of here," and the guy turned and attacked the cop out of nowhere for no reason. It's unbelievable. He That's did. what makes you so so magic.
1: It was, it was unbelievable. I was going to say, Sticks and I do go work out together, though. I All will right. say that. Oh, okay. my, uh, All right. Yeah.
2: Two hard. So, there yeah. you go. Oh, some fan fiction is about to be written. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
2: All right, Dan, thanks for jumping on today. We enjoyed talking to you, sir. All
3: right, thank you, guys. Thanks. The Kevin and Bean Show, world-famous K-Rock. Hey, Dave. What's
5: up? Dave, uh, the King of Mexico, is a Clipper fan. I I think he's more of a Laker hater no. than a Clipper fan. No. Okay, you're wrong. But uh, he does a song about the Clippers almost every year. Yeah. And most of the time they're bad. I'd like to recap some of his older ones, and then we got a new one for you. All right? This is the first one. It's called Clipper Nation's Back.
6: The Clipper Nation's Back. Yeah. The Awesome.
5: So I uh, I enjoyed that one. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. Uh, this is Welcome to Clipper Life.
6: Welcome to the Clipper Life. This ain't the same team, but I hold on to my dream. A championship rings the Clipper Life. This team is blue collar. Don't make them big dollars. So make the fans holler. Here's
5: my thing, though. Yeah, You're that's...
6: not really looking
5: for championships because it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Is next two one, good is one. Clipper's going to be all
6: right. Yeah. <laughs> A Can't go wrong with fans like me.
5: That's right. That's right. Clippers gonna be alright. Yeah. Then Clippers run he, this uh, town. Love that one. He's
6: his head I like, love that these one. That's bangers. a good one. That was <laughs> a good
5: one. Uh This is Clippers run this
6: town. C L I P P nation. pledge your allegiance put your jersey on put on anything put on anything <laughs> by the way L- listen yeah it's the worst direct a lyric from jay-z Okay. The uh, yes. Clippers
5: don't run this town. Just for the record,
6: they did that year. They're, by the way, they're they did are worse
5: than every other sports
6: team. They in did that year. But oh, I,
2: they they won the NBA championship. That's that year? awesome. No, I didn't they know ran
6: that. this town.
8: I do like the idea that the chances of the Clippers winning a championship are just as likely as you getting a Grammy one day. Exactly.
6: Right? Uh, <laughs> next one was Clippers in Paris. Clippers ball so hard, you know where to find me. Laker fans keep trying me. I got the Clipper Nation standing right behind me so you can't deny me. Ball so hard I couldn't believe. When the news came down, we got TP 3 And just like that, at the drop of a hat,
2: the team turned into Lob City. Has, has anyone thought that maybe Dave is the curse on the Clippers? <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, Please. Wow. The first, Please.
5: the first time he doesn't make a song, they win the championship. <laughs> and this is the latest one. It's called Clipper Gang. Beer, beer, mug on the beach.
6: Again, clip 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 again. Staple Santa with a blade, Clipper spirit lead the way. 114 cheer all day. Oh. King of Mexico. Ah, I really I like actually that, actually that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that one. So far, I haven't heard anything bad. So yeah.
2: Uh, Jensen, how do you uh, how do you rate uh, Dave as a as a rapper?
6: Uh,
8: not good. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, he his enthusiasm brings him up a bit. Does he, it? He commits. He mm-hmm. fully commits. But I, I don't think technically he's a very good. Rapper. Well, we yeah. see
2: him on Drop the Mic next season. Oh no, no,
8: no, okay. no, 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 maybe now, in the crowd. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> now you helped him with this new song. Uh, yeah, oh. this this year I am a diehard Clipper fan. I had season tickets for decades, uh, and I I am always as a as a child of divorced parents. I always have optimism for no reason, <laughs> uh, and I think the team is always yeah, good. Yeah. And so I joined in. I I have a cameo. In
5: Allie this. was upset when she heard that. Yeah. She said, "Why Jensen got a good that up?" Yeah, I, I think she said.
6: It up. Well, I let him, I let him uh, well, oh, no. it, drown up first. It's, okay. uh, yeah, it's actually worse because then it really shows how bad I am. Oh, and so, okay, good. so you're going to hear the bat, and then here comes the I'm good. a bit of a lifeguard. I yes. pull him out of the ocean. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, what's the name of this one? This one is Clippers. I love them. The Clippers are my team. I love them. I love them. The Clippers are my team. I love them. I love them the lakers have a king they still nothing still nothing the clippers are my team I love, them. I love them why are you trying to act like you're not down with the clippers don't pretend like you weren't rapping clipper nation last year you hate us because you ain't the Clippers are mine I'm really pumped, I like a sick dunk I'm really pumped, I like a sick dunk I'm really pumped, I like a sick dunk I like that we suck, the mascot is Chuck Welcome to Clamp City with Mr. 94 rules Toby and Bobby will keep dancing on you fools My man Montrez will bring that hustle and fear Shake, you just Alexander is that rookie of the year The Clippers are mine Yo J-Train, why don't you drop some knowledge on them
8: I mean, I've been a fan for over 30 years, so It's not like I'm just going to give up. Still with you. (laughs) Bong, bong. It's time for my favorite sport. This is a rebuild of sorts. We used to lob city. Now we rush into court with a brand new squad. They need our support. We drafted Jerome and Shy. And Gortat seems like a good guy. The West is really tough, but we continue to try. There's still a small chance that we sign Kawhi. And Beverly is back. Harris is ready to impact, we're Lou off of the bench, it seems action packed, and we finally got rid of Austin Rivers' contract, so now we hope to break through, let this act as your preview, so even if we end up coming in too, I'll be outside Staples yelling out LeBron, who?
6: The Clippers are my team, I love them. You know, I'm glad you're overlooking the Clippers. they still the best team in L.A., right? and they're going to make the playoffs and go all the way. Oh, Shout-out to Ralph Lala, Dave the King of Mexico, J-Train, Clipper Nation, we out. We're fire!
2: Are we at LeBron who yet? No, I mean,
6: listen. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really sweet that you guys talk about championships. I like that. Yes, yes, yes. The Lakers, where NBA goes to die, they're the MLS of the NBA now.
3: Boom! All right, what, is, what? Well, is he, what he, does what? that even he's mean? He's standing on his chair. <laughs> what is he doing? I don't understand. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean, Bean, Bean Show. K
5: Rock. All right, listen. It's uh, seven thirty-six. It's Halloween time. I don't know mm-hmm. if you love the scary movies, scary TV shows, but we have one that is literally fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing, and it's called the Haunting of Hill House. And it's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And to talk about it, Matt Fowler now joins us. Hi, Matt. Hey,
4: guys. How you doing? We're good. We're good, Matt. We didn't wake you, did we? (laughs) It's so nice. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I just woke <laughs> up from a, from a terrifying nightmare because
2: I watched The Haunting of Hill Um, This has been getting all the buzz like so many of the Netflix series do. It's over 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. People like Stephen King have weighed in on it. It's being called the most traumatic, traumatic horror story of the year. When we first started seeing the reports of people fainting, though, and vomiting and having nightmares, we thought it was just hype. But now that some of us on the show are starting <laughs> to watch it, it's starting to make sense, Matt. <laughs> oh, have you never terror vomit? Because you simply must.
9: <laughs> I demand it. What,
2: uh, what um, do you find so special about uh, this series, Matt? Well,
4: uh, Stephen King praises it because he's a big, huge fan of the original book, which came out in the late 50s. And it's this, this story has been remade into two movies, in fact. This show is a mixtape of that book. It is not a faithful adaptation. And it is so good because it's a, it's a perfect mix of supernatural terror and a family drama. And I think that's what you need to bring in a much broader audience who are looking for more than just scares but still really want to be frightened. I have to say, too,
5: that um, I'm a big horror movie fan. Mm -hmm. And um, at some point in the movie, they have to turn and show you what is scaring everybody, Mm -hmm. like Pennywise in It. Like you have to see – and most of the time in horror movies, that's where they fail. And you're just like the end. You're like, "Eh." but this series is fantastic because they don't have to pay it all off at first. Mm -hmm. So it's the first three episodes I've watched. It's just tense as hell.
4: Yeah. I couldn't love it it more. It's got a a great build. Uh, As you said, it sort of starts off. It doesn't show it in. Everything is going to get revealed slowly. It's 10 episodes long. And yeah, the imagery they use, they have some imagery that will just sear itself into your psyche and you can't shake it. And this is Netflix. People are watching this at night, probably when they shouldn't, because mm. this, this is a very scary show. You come home after a long day, you're looking for something to unwind, you're mentally vulnerable, and then you put this on. Maybe you don't expect it to be as frightening as it is, and it just gets you. And, yeah, people are, you know, tweeting about it, messaging how it's causing, you know, anxiety and panic attacks, and they, they want to faint. And it is very good, but it's also a very compelling family drama about and a strange family. And you have to care about the characters. If you're going to stick with a TV show, it's not just a movie where you can leave after a couple hours. You really have to want to stick with it. Yeah. Yeah,
9: Matt, you wound up saying that it, it deeply moved you.
4: Oh, it did. Uh, I mean, this is a mix of, it's got elements of it. It has elements of the first season of American horror story, but because it involves uh, flashbacks to little children and children in peril. And these child actors are great. That's crucial. You need that. Um, it really does resonate strongly if you, um, these kids are so good in what they have to react to and then how you see them years later processing their trauma. Uh, yeah, it, this is a very surprisingly wise and emotionally intelligent show.
5: Speaking of kids, I do have one clip that I would like to play for people to kind of give them an idea. Now I
11: want you two to get good rest. What if I have a bad dream? What if I dream that you sent us away? Into the dark and me get hurt, really hurt, and my heart breaks right in half, and I can't feel anything happy. until so I can't stand it anymore, and I, I have to die. Would you wake us up from a dream like that?
5: I mean, come oh, on.
11: When will my butthole <laughs> on Right. Why
2: are kids so creepy? Right.
11: <laughs> so
2: good. Uh, we are uh, talking to Matt Fowler here from IGN about the new Netflix series that everyone's talking about called The Haunting of Hill House with a great cast, including Carla Gugino, uh, uh, Academy Award winning Timothy Hutton, uh, Elizabeth Reeser. And uh, Jensen, you're a big fan of the director of this as well, right?
8: Absolutely. Mike Flanagan. Is there anyone who has a better deal, Matt, than Mike Flanagan with Netflix right now? It- it's like. He- oh, it's amazing. He can make yeah, anything it's he wants. It's, it's br- he he also did another movie I love called Hush that he did for Netflix that is a shocker that if you're just like going through your Netflix menu and you see it, you click it, you're like, that was brilliant. Uh, <laughs> wow. On top of that, he did the Ouija Origin of Evil, which is a movie no one would have wanted to see. You don't mm-hmm. want to see the Ouija board <laughs> sequel. I watch it. It's incredible and really wow. smart and fun. He did Gerald's Game for Netflix, which is also good. And he's also set up to do the Shining prequel now, which All is right. Doctor yeah, Sleep.
10: true.
4: I would like to also call out a film from 2013 he did that I love called Oculus, which actually contains a lot of similar elements to The Haunting of Hill House. It's got Karen Gillum in it, and it's uh, about children and trauma and the haunted house and so forth. And so I, I highly recommend that film as well.
9: Speaking it- of children and trauma, Henry Thomas is in this, who yes. was Elliot in yeah. E.T., and I, for the first episode, I'm like... Who is yeah, that I guy? Recognize How I that know guy. him? <gasps> He's little <laughs> Elliot. He's been through so much, Matt.
4: <laughs> if, if anyone knows anything about squaring off against the hideous monster, it's Henry Thomas. <laughs>
9: <Right>? <laughs> well, I feel like we have
2: just uh, 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 had a room full of thumbs up. Oh, oh yes. yeah, yeah. The Haunting yeah. of Hill House. It sounds like if you're looking for something, particularly this time of year, that will scare the bejesus out of you, this is the one to check out on Netflix. Um, Matt, um, by the way, just let me interrupt. Uh, if you don't have Netflix,
5: it's also on iTunes, so you oh, can okay. rent it. Or oh, yeah, okay, or,
2: yeah. That's cool. Um, <laughs> I thought that was important. Beans not. No, pressed. no, no. It is. That is great information because there, there, there are still. There's the one guy right. who refuses to get Netflix. Um, I was just going to ask my final question, Matt. Is you know there are lots of different kinds of horror movies. What kind of or horror TV shows, in this case, what kind is this? Would you say? You're it's right. There's. Like, it's not gory. Yeah, it's not gory. For instance, I mean, right? there, it's there not are part,
5: There are some gory scenes. Mm-hmm. It's mostly psychological yeah, it, thriller, it,
2: though.
4: It's psychological thriller. It's super intense, and it, and I think that's what it is. There's really scary visuals. It's super intense. Because you're right. There's slasher. There's there's monster movies. There's the horror of our everyday lives. There's a lot of different horror scenarios. But this is ghost stories, but done well with characters you love. Guys, people are telling me they're watching this again. You know, they're going back. It's wow. so good. I can they're see that. They're watching it a second time, and there are hidden ghosts. (laughs) Mike Flanagan put hidden ghosts in this movie. There are dozens and dozens of just faces you can see, if you're looking for Easter eggs, just okay. hiding in the darkness. Okay.
2: So. All right. Now I'm creeped out. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow Matt on Twitter, and you should, at Matt Fowler, And, of course, it's at IGN. And, by the way, on a completely separate note, Matt just debuted a new podcast. We enjoy wrestling, which is also available on iTunes. <laughs> it couldn't be more different from this, but uh, check it out. Matt's a good guy, and we appreciate you joining us on The Kevin Bean Show, as always, sir. Thank you so much. You bet.
3: Kevin and Bean on K Rock K R O Q.
2: Allie, what's happening on this Fry What?
9: No. Yay. Jeez, we were doing so good, Bean. Come on, man. Do Look, it again.
5: Why do you have to do that? Do hold it again. Hold on, hold on. Let me take it back. Yeah, Yarf. Okay.
9: Okay. All right.
2: <laughs> That's fixed it. Um, check your social media for hashtag Fry Yeah. You'll see that it is yeah, sweeping, sweeping the nation, and certainly no more so than right here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Do you have my back, Jensen? Oh, absolutely. Bean. Thank you. Yeah,
7: Yarf. <laughs>
9: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Friday. Yeah. Right, which Friday, is right, yeah. why at this time we decided to do a really fun segment called That's My Jam. It's a playlist that all the members of the Kevin and Bean Show add to weekly. So every single week there's going to be a new song from every single one of us here on the show. It's all different songs, all different genres, stuff that we're really into, maybe something that we had forgotten about. So we put it on this playlist. Again, it's called That's My Jam. If you go to Kevin and Bean Twitter... Or Facebook, we have linked you at Kevin and Bean to that playlist, and you're going to get new music every single week.
2: I should mention that we we uh, we trim it as we go. It's uh, you keep it around 50 songs or so, so it's about a three hour playlist, and it's just super fun just to hit shuffle and let it rip.
9: I like it. Let it rip.
0: Yeah, that was... It was weird. <laughs> Shuffle um, it up. Let it rip. Right?
9: What is it? Uh, rip the knob off? That's right. Turn lock it, it in and, yeah. Lock it in and rip the knob yeah, off. Yeah, that's just weird. Hey, Kevin, you're up first. What's your song?
5: The 1975. <gasps> released a song. Yes. This week called Love It If We Made It.
10: Mm-hmm.
5: And this is one of those rare things where they put out a video for it. I don't want to say the video's better, but the video is unbelievable yeah with this song and it's worth searching the video not just the song but the song is called love it if we made it oh,
9: Damn good.
2: I love those boys, too. I'm always happy when they have a new record.
9: By the way, they uh, released another new single yesterday, and it was going to be my pick. And I was like, (laughs) we can't have two 1975 songs. And our uh, music director, Miles, Mm -hmm. listened to the whole album yesterday with the guys, and he took a picture with Maddie. He looks healthy. He looks good. He looks really. It just made me so happy because he's, he's off been, the smack. He is. Uh, he has been struggling a lot, so it's really that was the most unfeeling weird, thing right you could possibly three point say. From the three-point
8: line, good Lord. he's off the smack. Oh. He's like way from
9: deep. He looks wonderful, is what I'm saying, and I hope he continues with it. Good Lord Bean, what's your crap song? Uh,
2: first of all, I have an awesome song. Okay, too. Okay, good. There is a a compilation album coming out in November called Songs That Saved My Life. And the proceeds are going to benefit mental health and suicide prevention charities. And it's a great lineup of artists covering songs. And the one that I've chosen for That's My Jam today is the band Against Me, who we all love here at K-Rock. And they did a cover of one of my favorite songs from 1980, the Jim Carroll Band. Do you guys remember the Jim Carroll Band? No. He's probably best known as an author. He wrote the Basketball Diaries, which turned into that Leo DiCaprio movie. Yeah, that's
9: what you want in a singer. Best known as an author.
2: <laughs> no what I'm saying is he's a, mul- a very talented guy. His band was called the Jim Carroll Band and the song that against me covers is called People Who Died. <laughs>
5: To bean to pick one about death. Wow. Not not off the smack, huh? (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's no question that's always going to appeal to me, right? Sure. Mm -hmm.
9: That that was a choice for sure. It's a real good cover. It's a great cover for sure. Jensen, well, Just is-
5: make sure you're in a good mood and you can walk out into the sunshine. That would be wonderful. <laughs> no, there's no razor blades around.
8: Jensen, what's your song? Yeah, the only way I can make this sadder is if my song is about crib death, which, <laughs> which it's not. Uh, my song is a, from a New Jersey emerging rapper uh, and singer. He's actually great at both. Uh, his name is Stam Goody, which is <laughs> only <laughs> funny regionally uh, because of Sam Goody. But his name, Stam Goody, the song is called Clutch. Uh, I recommend downloading the whole entire debut album. But what I recommend even more, uh, much like Kevin was saying, this might be one of the best music videos I've ever seen. It's directed by someone named Christopher Ripley. I don't even want to guess how much it is. So I don't, I, it costs tons. But I recommend going online. I will also tweet it. But this is my song, Stam Goody Clutch.
4: From a city where you earn your favors and you get belated. If you want to pay it, all them flashy labels make a moving target. So I'm in designer, but it's understated and that's clutch. When the contract is up and it's all on the line, clutch. Take care of your people we'll never let family starve. Clutch. No death, huh?
8: Good. Yeah. No, if you listen CB? to the second verse, is all about AIDS. Okay.
10: <laughs> Good Lord. You're
8: going love it.
9: Oh. All right. And finally, my song is from a band that came in on Wednesday And we love them because they are funny as hell. They're so charming and lovely. I'm talking about Marcus, Winston, Ben, and Ted from Mumford & Sons. Here's the thing. We're in a new building. Mm -hmm. We don't yet have our um, sound space. We have nowhere for them to play. So when we found out they were coming in for an interview and would possibly like to play, I said, well, what about if they just played in our kitchen? And everyone was like, Allie, they're not going to... Wait a minute. Yeah, that was me. Maybe Mumford and Sons will. That's a dumb idea. Oh, that's pretty good. So they ran it by Mumford and Sons, and they were like, Hell yeah, we'll play in your kitchen. <laughs> so if you want to check out that video, it's at krock.com right now. But literally, four dudes playing in the kitchen in between, you know, people walking in, heating up their broccoli, <laughs> making lattes. It was wonderful. <laughs> that all happened on Wednesday. But this song is from their upcoming fourth studio album, Delta. It's out November the 14th or November the 16th. It's got 14 tracks on it. Like, slow down, guys. <laughs> but this this song is called "Guiding light.
6: I I it on Don't sit light."
5: It's pretty strong.
9: By the way, I, I took a friend that wasn't so much into Mumford and Sons to a Mumford and Sons show, mm-hmm. and. He had no idea. Like, once they start really jamming, like, people are jumping up and down. It is a total party. He's like... Dude, a band with banjos just made me sweat and dance my ass off. I'm like, "Yo, welcome, Sonny." So again, it is the "That's My Jam" playlist. Just follow along at Kevin and Bean on Twitter or Facebook. We're gonna link you right to it. You're gonna have new music every single week because we care about your happiness. It's just, it's what we do. Well, not Bean mostly, right? With his his choice this week, <laughs> um, but it's a good it's a good playlist. Some birthdays for you. Vander Holyfield, John Favreau, John Lithgow, Trey Parker, and Rebecca Ferguson, and that's what's happening.
3: This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock.
2: You know, uh, we talk a lot, Kevin, about how we're really old, and we've been doing this show for uh twenty-nine years now. We've been doing the morning show here on the Kevin and Bean. It's too long. 29 years. We should, <laughs> we, should, we should be put down. And, and I was thinking about it as we prepared to welcome our next guest to the studio that when we started this show on January 2nd, 1990, The Simpsons was already on the air, had already been through its Tracy Ullman show Incarnation, and was already a hit show on Fox when we started 29 years ago, and it's still on, and it's still one of the best shows on TV, and it's partly because of our guest, Yardley Smith, who joins yeah! us here. She is Lisa Simpson on The Simpsons. Hey, Yardley, how are
11: you? I am- Terrific. Thank you for having me.
2: You can't believe it either when you realize you've been doing the voice of Lisa Simpson since 1987, right?
11: That's true. I can't. And plus, she's eight. And every time she has a birthday, she turns eight. We just don't talk about that. <laughs> what
2: uh, what were your, uh, I mean, what was your expectation? I know in show business, nobody ever expects anything to be the rest of their lives. But when you, what do you remember about the first time you got in or the first few times you got in to do uh, Lisa? Where did you think it would go?
11: Oh, nowhere. Uh, and plus the fact I had no interest in doing voiceover. I didn't have a voiceover agent. Oh, is that right? Oh yeah. My God. I got How the, did you get the job? Then? I got the job because I was doing a play in one of the little tiny black box theaters we have here in town. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think literally 17 people saw that play. And one of them a year later cast The Simpsons and said I know who should play Lisa Simpson. Is that right? Yeah. Kidding. So wow. when my agent called and said Yardley let's go I want you to audition for this voiceover. I was like this is not part of my plan for world domination. <laughs> but okay I'm not an actor Whoever says no. And then I remember I went and read and I first read for Bart and didn't get that. Obviously, I was—I just sounds too much like a girl. And then they mm-hmm. said, "What about the sister?" And I said, "All right." And I had never done voiceover before, and I knew she was eight. I know I sound like I'm about ten, so eight <laughs> must be younger. So I went up like this. This is Lisa Simpson. <laughs> and uh, then I went back and read for Matt. I remember he didn't laugh at my callback, and I thought, "Oh well, I didn't get that job." Well, I
5: gave it a shot. Oh, well,
11: and anyhow. then he realized
9: he doesn't laugh.
11: And then he's—you know what's funny—is he's I. I I always want him to be smilier than he is. Uh-huh. Maybe he's smiling inside. Okay. Uh-huh. He's lovely as pie, but he doesn't so much show it on the outside.
5: There are a lot of people like that who yeah. just, they don't. don't they never really. laugh. I even think if especially
11: they fu- funny people.
5: Even, yeah, I think so too. You even know? if even if what you're saying is funny, they, they'll say the words, that's funny. That's
11: true. Yes, <laughs>
5: but they don't laugh.
11: Yeah. And it's, then you're like, really? So is it funny or what? Right, I so
5: weird. Know.
9: That's yeah. why you have to respond with, tell your face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So um so obviously it was a popular segment on Tracy Ullman's show, but then were you stunned when you heard they wanted to make it a half hour program for Fox?
11: Yes, I you know, I, I actually often say that I I don't remember a lot of um, things in my life because I, for a long time, I was just never present. I was always focused on what's not yet done. Mm-hmm. So when they said we're going to half hour, I also heard that this is the stupidest idea network has ever had. Nobody will ever watch it. You're out of your mind. This is what
5: other people are saying. Yeah, yeah.
11: And uh, we were a mid season replacement. January 1990 actually is when the second. So our first show aired Christmas '89. That was when we got Santa's Little Helper. Mm-hmm. And then we. Oh, Who, went- by
2: the way, I used to have a dog named Santa's Little you Helper. You
11: did not. So yeah, I,
2: I sure did. Yep. I love you.
11: <laughs> <laughs> so we went to half hour, and I think everybody thought it was just, you know, a shot well, there, the dark, there weren't so. any
2: cartoons in primetime no. back
11: then. It, there hadn't been a cartoon on in primetime since the Flintstones. Wow. So, yeah, everybody at Fox was like... <laughs> whatever, dude. And so Jim Brooks, when he said, I want no studio or network notes, I want every episode to be scored by a 40-piece orchestra, Fox went, sure, because you'll only be on for 13
2: <laughs> Isn't it shocking how much animation is on the air now yes. when there was none when you started?
11: Yeah, I think it's, it's you know, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. I don't really know if that's true. But anywho. Yeah, um, I think
2: if you do it well, you know, other people agree. try to do something else. Yeah. Was uh, this is the voice of Lee Smith, uh, obviously. Lisa Simpson of The Simpsons. I sound what- so
11: much like my character. <laughs> sort kind of is, yeah. Yeah. Me. <laughs> was the uh, Was the show a hit out of the gate? Yes. Right it out was. of the gate. Like, massive. It was as though all of these fans... It was sort of pre-internet. I mean, the internet mm-hmm. existed, but not to the extent that it does now. And so... I don't think anybody had any idea that these underground fans were already so enthusiastic about the show. And then it just hit so big. So
5: you didn't think it would go anywhere. And then you aired the first show and it, and it was a, an amazing response. Yes. That had to also shock you like crazy.
11: So many things shock me. Just, huh? 70,
5: don't know, you don't so know anything big. about
2: anything. You <laughs> yeah, no,
11: I sort of don't. But I'm, I'm good with that. It's all right. <laughs> uh,
2: was there? Has there ever been a time in the... By the way, the 30th uh, season of uh, The Simpsons begins this Sunday night at 8 on Fox. Was there ever a time where there were serious talks about taking The Simpsons off the air or ending it at some point?
11: Only in contract negotiations, which have been, um, you know, they speak about them in the press and they mm-hmm. are uh, notoriously contentious. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far... Nobody's actually pulled the plug.
2: But in terms of the success of the show, though, Fox wants it to keep going forever if they can, right?
11: Yes. I mean, look, it's all about the bottom line, dude. It's, uh, I guarantee true. you the day our show stops making money, they will pull the plug in the middle of an episode. <laughs> so. That's why I always, when I see the stories about, oh, the cast is
9: demanding this much, yeah, stick it to Fox. Absolutely. Get as much as you can. You don't have to agree they're your they're your bosses, but stick it to us.
2: <laughs> good good advice, Allie. Thanks, Allie.
11: Um, All right. gonna, th- when they hold me hostage, I was like, Allie told me. Right? She told me to do
2: it. <laughs> one of the things that The Simpsons has become uh, most famous for is the unbelievable roster of guest stars that you've mm. had over the years. There's You almost can't think of any big celebrity, whether it's Mick Jagger or Stephen Hawking, who hasn't done the show. Do you ever meet those people
11: yes sometimes less often now because technology is so good you really can pick every anybody up where there's a, an outlet of mm-hmm. an electrical outlet um but if they'll come in and record with us we love it it's and it's so much better you know when lady gaga came she spent the entire day with us because we record all together like an old radio play which is that is right a, I love yeah that. Really I, unusual. Always,
5: I always i assumed- after several years that you would be in separate studios, like Bean, you know? (laughs) Yeah, Bean. How dare you? (laughs) Bean. So you all get together at the same time and do each episode?
11: Yes. Oh, interesting. Yes, and it's Uh, great because I feel like, and Jim Brooks did that because his, his, you know, background is television sitcoms, of course, and he's done mm -hmm. Oscar-winning movies as well. Um, But his point was, well, it's a conversation like, anything in any medium why wouldn't you all be together because the way you say something is obviously going to inform the way i respond
5: that makes perfect sense
2: yeah Yeah, it would be like if we had recorded this interview separately and just given you the questions in advance it would sound completely (laughs) different (laughs) than us doing it live on the radio.
11: I think that's well said.
2: <laughs> um, how about uh, now Paul McCartney is the reason that Lisa Simpson is vegetarian. That's I understand. Right. That's a yep. true story. Yep. Did you meet Did you meet Paul when he did his
11: No. Oh, uh, so Son of a bitch. I know. Our showrunner uh, was a man named David Merkin at the time and the only reason Linda and Paul McCartney did the show was they said if Lisa she has to stay a vegetarian for the rest of the series and I can't remember what season that was. It was like 10 or something. Dude, mm-hmm. we're now 20 years <laughs> and the writers have actually kept their word. But David Merkin actually flew to their farm, I believe it's in Surrey or mm-hmm. it used to be, where uh-huh. they have a studio and recorded. And I was not invited. What? Oh, I think that's I rude. Know. That
5: is rude. What's up with that?
11: It's, a, <laughs> it's an episode about me. It changed well, the course of your eating habits. Uh, <laughs> pretty much uh, of everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying.
2: What other hmm. uh, fun facts do you know about Lisa Simpson, somebody who knows her better than anybody else on earth?
11: Uh,. I think the one thing, I guess what people ask me what, they, what I love most about her, two things. One, her sense of humor. You have to always remember that Lisa Simpson has a great sense of humor. If you put her on a soapbox and just have her be the mouthpiece for whatever the issue of the day is, she becomes pretty insufferable. Mm-hmm. If you forget that she just screams with laughter at itchy and scratchy, right. then we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I love about her is her resilience. I, I, you know, to this day, I'm 54. I'm like, oh, for the love of, could I just have a quarter of the resilience that Lisa Simpson has? Yeah. Okay. She is You know who I wish I had been at eight, certainly. Sure. All of us. <laughs>
2: and, and she is. And I, I'm not, The I'm not, uh, this is not my quote. Others have said she's the moral center of the show too. Like she's the beacon. She's the one who wants to do things
3: right
11: and fair. Yes. Yes. I, and people have asked me, "Do you feel a lot of responsibility?" And I'm like, "You know, I don't think it's easy to to land on the right. I don't think it's difficult to land on the right side of history. It's pretty easy."
5: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this Sunday is it Treehouse of Horror? I think it is. Okay. Can you tell us
11: anything about that? Yes, Lisa Simpson. Uh, there's one of the segments is Lisa um, gets has multiple personalities, a little bit oh. like Sybil. But y'all are probably too right. really no, no. Well, we you know, know Sybil, sure, of course. Um. Yeah, so that's a great one. And, you know, the rest, I can't remember because it wasn't my part. Okay.
2: Uh, First of all, uh, Lisa Simpson 2020. First of all, I think we could all agree on that. Uh, Second of all, Yardley Smith is here, Emmy Award winning actor, uh, co host of a podcast that I am dying to talk to you about. Uh, We love it. It's called Small Town Dicks. I originally thought it was about us. I'm so glad it's not. Uh, And we'll talk about that and more with Yardley right after this on K Rock.
3: It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-Rock, Q.
2: Yardley Smith in studio right now, Emmy Award winning actor and the voice of Lisa Simpson on The Simpsons. By the way, uh, I mentioned in the last segment, Yardley, that uh, I had a dog named uh, Santa's Little Helper. Yeah. Loved her to death. She was y- You must have heard that many, many times over the last 30 years. There must be a lot of dogs in America who have been named after the dog of The Simpsons, right? Uh,
11: I guess so. You know what? I've seen more of less uh, pet names, a lot of tattoos. Oh, is that right? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I would think The Simpsons is one of the most tattooed shows. There must be a ton of people out there with the family on the. Yeah, own, I right? would
11: guess so. That's how I feel like how you'd know you really made it. People <laughs> are putting permanent body art on themselves.
2: Does it creep you out when you see a Lisa Simpson tattoo? Uh,
11: No, it, it, but it you does. You love it. Uh, sometimes, I love that. I, I, unless you've, you know, I did see a guy who had Krusty, a full body tattoo of Krusty on his belly, up his chest. Wow. And Krusty's belly button was his, and that was a lot.
5: Well, wow, that's, <laughs> that's a, <that's> a lot.
11: <laughs> Lord.
5: That's a choice.
8: That's that, definitely
5: a you know, choice. That is
11: with you forever. So. Yeah. <laughs> <He's saying laughs> All right. Well,
8: um... I've what? I've been summoned. Why I have you been have, summoned, Jensen? Uh, is it on this side? I don't even know. No.
9: Nope. What
5: tattoo, Jensen? Just Millhouse.
9: Oh he no, he's Millhouse. Millhouse. <sighs> Sorry, I had to
8: run in. Wow. Uh, I've been. It's like my bad signal when people it talk about regrettable never
9: tattoos. occurred to me <laughs> that, <laughs> that Jensen is essentially Millhouse.
11: Wow, Jesson. Wow. And That's he's weird. left. He can't he answer just left. for himself. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs>
2: we just learned a little something about our coworker. He's crazy. Crazier than we no. thought. No. Wow. All right, Yardley. Um <laughs> New Business. I am furious at myself for not knowing until recently about your podcast that you do with your friend Zibby. Yes. Uh, It's called Small Town Dicks. I am now obsessed with it. (laughs) And, Allie, I think you're with me on this because you love murder so much. So much
9: much murder.
2: (laughs) Describe (laughs) Mm. for folks who don't know about Small Town Dicks what the show is.
11: Okay. um, The show, all of our cases are told by the detectives who investigated them. And Zibby and I are co-hosts with uh, True Detectives Dan and Dave, who are identical twins who work in the same uh, police department in small town USA. And we actually—they don't tell all the stories. We actually have a guest almost every week who tells us one of. We always say, "What's the case you're most proud of?" Mm-hmm. And then they bring us that. And Zibby and I are just the audience. We get to ask all the questions that you wish you could, if you had mm-hmm. the opportunity or the guts and uh we're really proud of it it's and we have over 800 five-star reviews and we hit wow. uh, we're at a million five hundred downloads and we've been on just over a year
5: how do you choose that topic
11: i've always been fascinated by true crime and not because i read a lot of nancy drew but i'm i'm actually really fascinated in who are these people who do have no regard for the rules that we need to live by as a society in order to function. So if you are willing to go out of the way to to inflict major breaches of trust on people that you know and people that you don't, I, I want to know what that's about.
2: Yeah, yeah. How did that person go wrong? Uh, and one of the things that's so amazing about it is you mentioned your co host and your guest, who are all law enforcement, yes. but they take us through... The 911 call in some cases, which can be horrifying. Uh, but then it goes through how they collect the evidence. It goes through how they interview the witnesses. It takes you all the way through the trial. You learn so much about the legal system, about what's admissible and what's not. I mean, it is a really fascinating spotlight on how law enforcement works. And you and Zimbi are just genuinely on the edge of your seat. You could tell starved for more information every time they every time they tell you something
11: we're so we love every detail we and you get the cases from soup to nuts and we also as you were saying being we have a lot of audio assets we file FOIAs Freedom of Information Act obviously for 911 calls suspect interviews jailhouse calls um so that you really get a sense of these people that they're trying to um that they're either arresting, that they can't find, that they ultimately are convicted. We only do cases that are adjudicated um, and we change all the names and all the places because it's really paramount for us to protect the victims yeah. as much as possible. Yeah. We'll even change relationships to further ob- ob- obscure who they are. You were going to say obfuscate, are. weren't you? I was. You, you were know, trying. I, I did, and then I just backed out of that. <laughs> it just I was like, oh, crap. You My, got so close to the edge. I, she nope, I can't jump. And then I was like, oh, Bean's going to nail me on this. Oh, like, no. My favorite part
9: of the podcast is that you and Zibi do Play those roles of me listening. You're gasping at the moment when I'm like, oh, <gasps> no. Right? And then Zibby. I feel a lot for her because she's saying the empathetic thing that I'm thinking. And then you'll nail her immediately with like, <laughs> no, this is I... a horrible human being. Why do you feel that way? It's just like this back and forth. It is such a fascinating way to do a true crime podcast that no one's done before.
11: Thank you. I do feel you get a lot more from the the, the actual law enforcement point of view on television. Mm-hmm. But in the podcast space, we're quite rare.
9: Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. We're really
11: proud of it. How do
2: you, uh, forgive me if this is a dumb question, um, but how do you think the people who investigate some of these hideous crimes, especially the sex crimes division, mm-hmm. how do you think they l- live? I mean, how do you think they wash that off at the end of the day and have a normal life? You, you know, talked
11: about it in Wolf. We do. We, we always ask them. <laughs> oh, Allie. I've You're never,
5: welcome. I've never been in a room with people who love murder more.
10: <laughs> it's really
11: it's disturbing. disturbing. It's really so, disturbing. By the way, and by the way <laughs> part
2: part B of that is how do you wa- scrub that from your brain at the end of a, yeah. taping an episode, too? Uh,
11: sometimes you... you It's much harder than I expected. At the same time, Zibi and I, so we have such a small team. We have two editors for the entire season. And so Zibi does the first pass. She shapes it, passes it to an editor. He puts her notes in place, passes it to me. I'm what I call the flea comb. I get okay. rid of all of the extraneous or anything that seems redundant, pass it to the editor again, passes it back, now we're done. So when you have to do something that granular, I think that you sort of put a different hat on. You you take your emotional hat off and put your more process-oriented, OCD, I want this to be as perfect as it can be hat. And we never – we're highly edited, but we never change the stories. We only um, – you know, sometimes they put the beginning at the end right. or the end. And so we just move stuff around mm-hmm. so that a listener can follow it. Um, you, uh,
2: you work so much harder on your show than we work on our show <laughs> <together>. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me play a clip from uh, one of the recent episodes of the podcast with Yardley Smith and Zibby Allen. Again, you should look for it on iTunes. It's called Small Town Dicks. This will give you an idea. This is just a tiny taste of a recent episode.
5: We found out that they had dug a large hole earlier that day. Both the
3: father and son, and took her down to this isolated location, had her walk to the hole and put her inside, and then buried her.
11: But she wasn't dead yet. No. Oh, my God. So it's fun for the whole family. Wow. Oh. That does,
2: I, I mean, if you're taking your kids to school and you're looking for a little something to listen to I on just the said way, it. it's a laugh riot. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> it is, uh, it's real, you
11: guys. Thank it- you. I, you know, I will say, people ask me, why. what do you think? Because our listener base is 77% women. Mm-hmm. And which is fascinating and, and often true for podcasts and true crime, and I and people say, well, why do you think that is? And I think across the board, whether you are male or female, I really think people like the good guys to win, mm-hmm. and they want to. Even if you don't, even if you do all the things right and you still don't get a conviction or whatever, people are fascinated and hope that there but for the grace of God go I right? I think I you're hope. right. And so uh, we're just really pleased. Thanks so much for giving that such a plug there. Of
2: course. <laughs> I mean it's real good you guys. Again called Small Town Dicks on iTunes. The Simpsons is a show you should check out if you haven't heard yeah, of it. No. It's, oh, is it's, that new? It's yeah. animated. It's been on a couple of seasons just but it returns this Sunday night at 8 on the Fox <laughs> Network for the Treehouse of Horror episode. Yardley it has been a delight having you in today.
11: You are a delight. Thank you so much for stopping
3: by. <laughs> It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Keep it one hundred. I gotta keep it a hundred. Keep it a hundred. I keep it one hundred. Keep it one hundred. Keeping it one hundred. Keep it one hundred. Keep it a hundred. Keep it one hundred. I'ma keep it one hundred. One hundred. Keep it one hundred. Keep it one hundred. Every
2: Friday morning about this time on the Kevin and Bean Show, we invite you to pick the song that you want to hear to get us into the weekend. We had some great choices. Please try again another week. Number 99, texter 99 was Diamond from La Puente, was asking for Bat Country by Avenged Sevenfold. Oh, oh, all right. I would not have been mad have at that. Agreed. From the nine oh nine, Nolan and Upland asked for TV on the Radio, "Wolf Like Me," which is another great Come on. choice. It's another great choice. But neither of them are Freddie Garcia, who joins us from Long Beach here on the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock right now. Hey, Freddie. Hey, what's up, you guys? Woo, woo, woo <laughs> indeed, <laughs> sir. How's your uh, How's your weekend looking? Are you excited about the Dodgers today? Oh, I'm totally
4: stoked. I can't wait.
2: Go Dodgers. Yeah, we're with you there. All right. You get the choice to choose any song we've ever played on K-Rock. Tell us first how you chose the song you picked. Well, this is a song that really gets me pumped up. It's just like a high adrenaline
4: uh, song that just gets me ready to just do things.
2: Okay. You're, right. you're And you're on meth currently, right, Freddie? <laughs> Oh, of course. No, that's my, 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 my breakfast of the champions. Sure. <laughs> All right. Go go ahead and introduce no. your choice for Keep It 100. Well, this is Crystal Mested
5: and uh, Good Busy Child. Ready. Nice. Keep nice. It 100. I guess I Keep It
10: 100.
2: Yes. 100. That sounded great. Come on with the come on, right? Yes. Freddie from Long Beach, thank you so much for that selection. By the way, just got a, a bulletin here, Ali. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mega Millions has hit one oh. billion ay, dollars. Hey, hey, hey! Oh. For tonight's drive. Wow. All right. Crystal Method. First of all, where the hell have they been? Mm. Have you, uh, Kevin? You're dancer die. Are they sure. still out there working? I don't know. What have they been up to? Second of all, Allie, Mm -hmm. what year was Busy Child, a big song here on K-Rock?
9: That was late 90s, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to go
2: 98. Uh, 97. 1997. I guess I didn't know. And I'll ask ask both you and Jensen to Uh tell me where the sample I Guess I Didn't Know came from. Interesting. That is a good question. From a uh, rap act that I know both of you are huge fans of. Grandmaster Flash. No. Where did I Guess I Didn't Know come from? man, how do I not know this?
8: I guess I didn't know.
9: Tribe CoQuest. quest N-
8: No. No. I, Day think it's,
2: gee, I mean, you're just going to be yelling at them now. Okay. It's from the song no Know the Ledge by Eric oh, B. Eric and ben Rock, Rock, him. Him. Oh. And oh. Rock him, yeah. Him. That is the uh 100 nope. song. <laughs> right? I saw your joke. Uh, yeah. Freddie in Long Beach. We'll do it again next Friday here on K-Rock. Thanks,
3: Fred. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock.
2: Now that I've uh, put it out there that I plan on uh, rewarding some members of the Kevin and Bean Show with a million so dollars. By the way, I think that's very generous.
8: So Thank you. Uh-huh. Have you gotten my
2: flowers yet? <laughs> I had them delivered in the last segment. Oh. Uh, Allie's flowers included chocolates also. Uh-huh. And so fruitcake. So my point is, now that I've put <laughs> it out candy there corn. that i am giving away <laughs> a million Lego dollars wavers. to some of the people <laughs> on my list. And Taylor Swift. <laughs> now, if you guys, if one of you wins it, and doesn't give a million dollars to somebody on the show, you look like assholes. Oh, you won't even see us again. Doesn't matter if you think we're assholes. <laughs> no. yeah. That's true. That's a good point. Guys, it's a billion dollars. Yeah. It I is. mean, it'd be I all mean, right. Come on with the come on, right? Here's
5: mm-hmm. right. the thing, though. You're not going to win. But with
9: that attitude, no. <laughs>
2: but I already bought tickets. But yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to win.
9: You well, might. You never know. Right? You
2: never know. Look, no one who's ever won. Really believed they were gonna win. They have the same odds I do. They have the same mm-hmm. odds you do. Exactly. Right. Unless you bought two tickets. In which case you your odds are you double, double. Yeah. everybody else's. Mm-hmm. All right, nine thirty-six, time for our final look at what's happening. Here's Allie.
9: Uh I have uh, an update to our keep it one hundred. Oh, cool. That we just did, yes. So Freddie was Texter one hundred, and he wanted to hear "Busy Child" by the Crystal Method and the late
2: great Crystal Method.
9: Yes. To which <laughs> Bean said, "Kevin, your dancer die. What's up with Crystal Method? What are they doing nowadays?" And and we all kind of looked at each other like, "We have no idea." He also Don't kind he? of
2: said, "Like where'd they go? Where'd they go? They, what happened? They, re- to them? they retired clearly yeah. or broke up or something."
9: Yeah, uh, new album out called "The Trip Home," and um, you might be saying, "Well, are they even playing?" together anymore yeah yeah tonight they're playing in la <laughs>
5: <laughs> what are the chances a sold out show what are the chances the that caller 100 <laughs> requested that song <laughs> then we had that conversation uh-huh. and they're
9: playing in los angeles tonight oh they're also playing tomorrow in hermosa beach if you can't reach them there that's, insane. that's a sold out show so saint rock tomorrow night what you guys
8: what's happening you guys, uh, will you ask where my dad is? Oh,
2: <laughs>
9: I hope. And, and <laughs> chips. This will be a long right? segment.
2: I hope Crystal Method didn't wake up and pumped Dave. for a new day and the weekend and they turn on the radio and they hear <gasps> some yay hoos going, whatever happened to Crystal Method?
9: Wow. <laughs> hey, we're out here working hard. <laughs> I hope not, right? We're the
2: worst. We are the worst. Way to go, Freddie Garcia from Long Beach, mm-hmm. right?
9: I mean, it wasn't. Blame Freddie. He thought. He brought it up. One of us would know. (laughs) Right? And we didn't.
5: It certainly wasn't Bean's fault. Yeah. He was just following up a logical question. Thank you. Great point,
9: Kevin. Great point. Um, Jensen, you haven't been here long enough to see when people come in to Kevin and Bean and they tell them, oh, I've listened to you since I moved to L.A. Or you're my favorite. Mm -hmm. Oh, my blah, 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 blah. Kevin and Bean do not know how to respond to compliments at all. They get really awkward. Oftentimes they'll be like, you need to make better decisions. And they'll berate the person (laughs) that's giving them a lovely compliment. It just
5: doesn't seem possible. Like, they're them and we're just us. Yeah,
9: but it happens Often, yeah, I get to watch this, and it brings me joy because they squirm, and it's just awesome. I mean,
2: when Jensen started, he said he'd never heard of the show right, before, right. and that's Which more what we're used to. They love yeah. to hear. I thought you guys were full morning zoo, so
9: yeah, that's why you brought your bassoon. Yeah. And your- <laughs> it's true. Well, here's the reason why I bring it up because this is so much more along the lines of what Kevin and Bean want. And need in their life, Jonah Hill, actor, now I believe writer, director, producer of a new movie that's coming out. He was on a show in New York called The Breakfast Club, and he wound up telling The Breakfast Club something wonderful about their show.
6: We got a special guest in the building, yes, sir, Jonah Hill. Oh my God! Welcome, sir. This is give him a moment. I have to show respect that's before right. we start the interview. Same energy have been since you've been here. Go ahead. Go ahead. No joke. But first, we I- got to check you. Okay, no, so no, let me just start. Wait. Yeah. yeah. This is my favorite show. Okay. You so probably say that to all the shows. No, you just said that when I walked in. I already told you that wasn't true. Yeah, that, yeah, I don't say that, that to all the shows. I don't go on like Kevin and Bean. I'm like, "Yo, this is my favorite show." Like, <laughs> "Big Boy, I grew up in LA. I got to give
3: love to Big Boy. I
6: grew up with him, but I live in New York for the past 6 years and every morning I listen to the show.
2: It is a true right. honor to be." here. All right, thanks, Joe. <laughs> glad, glad we could be the example of the show that's he, not your favorite. He's in hell.
5: New York like everyone listening has no
8: idea what he's
9: talking like, about. There's a Kevin and Bean? He has to call us out? What <laughs> like, can't call anyone else
8: out. It also sounds like he just made up a name. <laughs> totally. Like he's like, it's not totally. like I just go on Kevin and Bean. Right. It's like made it up.
9: You know Charlemagne the God is like, there's no Kevin and Bean. That's- there's not possibly a Kevin and Bean. I gotta
5: say that's awesome. And that is what we're used to and, and we're comfortable and with. That's why you right. liked it so much. Right. Oh. oh it brought
9: did, me joy. What did
5: we do to deserve that though? <laughs> well we'll find out soon, right? He's supposed to be coming he's on. Supposed to be coming on next I mean, week. Yeah. Can't wait to play that for him.
9: So good. I enjoyed it so very much. That is awesome. You guys, I have a very interesting story for you. I'd like to tell you about it. Last night, Marilyn Manson announced via his Instagram that he is selling an officially licensed black silicone silicone dildo. It's uh, eight inches tall, has a solid one and a half inch girth, and even contains a handy sucker base. And it's hypoallergenic. And it's got his face on it. Marilyn that Manson. Is
2: not sexy.
9: That is, uh, that is something that's happening right now in the world. Hmm. It is $125. And that seems like, um, from what I hear, expensive for... From what you hear? From what I hear mm-hmm. for a dildo.
5: Mm-hmm.
9: And um, good Lord. Who's the market for that? Someone that wants to be intimate with Marilyn Manson's face on a black dildo.
5: Okay. Mm-hmm. It's quite a large crowd. Right? <laughs> I mean, but just
9: in time for trick... No. Alright, alright. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I said it, you dumped it, then I glanced over my shoulder at Casey, finger on the button girl, and she was just shaking her head like this. <laughs> just just a okay. disapproving. Alright, so can't say that. Got it.
5: Great joke, though. Thank you. Us. Thank you. For those you. of us in the room, that all was right. a great joke.
9: Good times, you guys. Hey, uh, Kleenex learned the hard way that branding a product for a specific gender is kind of a silly choice. Were you aware that they've had something called Kleenex man-sized tissues on the shelves for 60 years? Bless you, Bean.
2: That's Bean sneeze. <laughs> um, I was not. <laughs> what? I was not aware of man-sized Kleenex. Me either.
9: Yeah, apparently. Did you say 60 years? For 60 years. It has said it on the box? It has said it, yes. Uh, They are now changing it to Kleenex Extra Large because people were like, um, hello, that's really gender specific. Yeah, there's huge women too. There are huge schnozzes, (laughs) you're looking at one right now. I Come on. Is this where we're at as a people when we're like offended by tissue? But it is true. None of us knew existed.
8: We could hide anything on a box that we're used to. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. You You don't read it. No. Yeah. No. True.
9: So they're they're changing it. Well, thank to God that got addressed. Kleenex <laughs> extra large, you guys. Right? Right. If they wanna be though, like gender specific. They could be like, Hey, these are Kleenex, suck it up, dude. It's just a runny nose. You're not gonna die. That's Something a lot like of like that. Words. It is, but let's be honest. Maybe you just Kleenex fat. I'm just thinking, you guys, like, oh, I got a runny nose. Then you're on the couch for like four days. Suck it
5: up. We are babies. That's true. Such
9: babies. Mm -hmm. Ah, good Lord. You guys want to talk about Rambo? Please. Excellent. (laughs) He's he's
8: man-sized.
9: He really is. There's a new Rambo movie officially in the works. We know about this. It's Sylvester Stallone. He's playing a one-man murder machine, either a Texas rancher or a Republican politician pretending to be a Texas rancher. We don't really know right now. However, from a deadline story this week, we now know that one of the other projects that Sylvester Stallone has been working on is an adaptation of James Byron Huggins' Hunter which is about a master tracker who gets hired to find a quote, half human terror created by a renegade agency that is threatening to wreak havoc on civilization. Rambo is gonna hunt a monster, you guys. I'm, I'm in. in. I'm in, right?
4: Rambo vs. Predator. Killing's as easy as breathing.
9: I just, I, right? I love it. I love it so it's good. It's over.
4: Nothing is over.
9: Nothing. You just don't turn it off. <laughs> it's, uh, good, good use of sound.
11: You must see that movie. I know. I know. <laughs> <a> <laughs> is.
10: something. I mean, it's uh-huh. like sceneries and the uh, sets and yeah. the camera angles and everything. It's mm. just amazing. Yeah. That makes you, a movie. you can get that on Hulu, or I've
4: not yet find it on DVD.
10: No, they or haven't. They haven't even so. made it. Yeah, mm. Just,
9: just you a can project. Find it. No. <laughs> Not yet. So now's the time uh, that Cat Corbett would usually be in, but um, she's got walking pneumonia. Don't do it, Bean. But- nope. 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 But I no, of- sir.
2: Nope. <laughs> can I just No,
5: no sir. No, no you, you know know what? No, my.
8: Bean. I'd like you to do it and I think you deserve it. <laughs> because you're a great broadcaster. Oh. Thank you, Jensen. I appreciate it. But I'm gonna read the
5: room on this one and pass. Wow. But, uh, what are we doing? That's it's... a great read, Bean. You're the what, best. What are we doing instead of a cat segment? <laughs> well,
9: instead of cat, someone on our show has a very big thing happening this weekend. That's yeah, big. A big thing. Right? Not Marilyn Man. Manson. Manson. Nope. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Okay,
8: happen. it's a movie. It's no. called Born. Oh, <laughs> we got the <laughs> F
9: Shit. Well, Chip just stepped up to the bike. Speaking I've of I've been told I can't see her. This is
7: sponsored by uh, locals only. Uh, Wilhelm Hart, we're taking part of a concert called Women of Horror tomorrow night at the Wayfair in Costa Mesa. Uh, well Hung Heart, uh, my band, and a couple of our friends, we're getting together. We're going to perform Rocky Horror Picture Show <gasps> from oh, top to bottom. Nice. Saturday. Cool. Yeah. Uh, are you into people throwing toast at you? So much toast. So much toast. So much toast. Yeah. Catch it so you with your mouth? Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, come sing along. Also other bands on it. Bad Cop, Bad Cop, which is an awesome punk band. And uh, are you familiar with this uh, Trey tra- Cool? Trey uh, Cool. No, it doesn't uh, ring a bell. Green no. Day. Oh, I've heard of Green Day, um, yeah. His yeah. side project with his wife, uh, Boo Boo and the Brood, are going to be open. They're going to be playing right before us. I'm sorry, Trey Cool is opening for you? Yes. I love it. <laughs> yes. Um, and then it's uh, that band's first show, which would be really cool. Uh, but we also have, uh, there's a burlesque going to be going on, Come more costumes. Uh, we'll have art for sale, some raffles. This could going to be a really fun just Halloween party tomorrow night at the Wayfair in Costa Mesa. Sounds great. Wayfair,
9: it's just what I need.
8: Luck out. Luck hey, out. if Hey, uh, if you guys love crystal meth, Uh, They're performing tonight Tonight. and tomorrow night. Crystal
9: Method. Yeah.
8: Oh, yeah. I meant the drug. If you guys love Crystal Method, come by. I love Crystal Method. I see. Okay. I want you guys to ruin your lives.
9: (laughs) Some birthdays for you. John Favreau, Evander Holyfield, Trey Parker, and Rebecca Ferguson. And that's. What's happening? Go Doyers!
5: Thanks, Allie. These SoCal helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with Striker's commercial free-for-all today during your drive home on the world-famous K-Rock. Have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday morning.
3: Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to
8: me. Some sad news in the world of radio. Don't bogart
3: that joint, my friend. Get over to me. He's down on the phone. <laughs> Hi. Today you saw why everyone should be given a chance to prove his or her abilities. Don't put someone down just because they're different from you. And don't put a girl down just because she's a girl. When a person's talents are wasted, it's a loss to all of us. See you next week.
6: As Florence Machine says, the dog days are over. The dog days of summer are over. No, the dog days are over. Mom. Are they? Yep. Yeah.
4: I like
3: it.
6: What does that even mean?
3: Just hold on, we're on, we're on, we're on, we're on. Bong bong. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K R O Q. K rock
6: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.